Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. Have you ever been discouraged? Come on, if you've ever been discouraged, let me see your hand. Come on, ever been discouraged? Um, at the ATM, discourages you necessarily? I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you looked at your bank account balance when you were at the ATM and you're like, Really? That's what we're working with right now? And you got discouraged. I don't know if maybe, um, it's so funny. Um, you know, I've been like on this little bit of a health journey and I've lost some, some pounds. And, and, and it's funny because this morning I got up on the scale and this weekend I've exercised more than I've ever exercised, like cardio, like not weights, because we all know like weights like add mass and, and, you know, weight to you. But I'm talking about like cardio. And, and, and I, I got up this morning and I'm like thinking I'm going to get on the scale and I've lost like 18 pounds. You know what I'm saying? Or at least two. I got on the scale this morning. I've gained two pounds. You ever been discouraged like that? Like you stand on the scale and you're up and you're like, what else can I take off? Like, what can I do here? You know, like, I mean, you ever been discouraged? Like maybe it's with your job. Maybe it's with your family. Maybe it's some kind of relationship thing. Can I tell you, we all face discouragement. And that is why Jesus, when he came to this earth, when he left the earth, he realized he came to the limit of his effectiveness. The reason why he left the earth and gave us the Holy Spirit was because he understood that I've accomplished my mission. I've done all that I can do. So I need to leave so that God the Father can send somebody else. So he left the earth and he left you and I an encourager. Come on, somebody. He left us the Holy Spirit. Now, you know, there's nothing worse when you're discouraged than being around negative, discouraging people. You know, like when you're discouraged, you don't want to be around people that are just talking about how bad the economy is, how bad President Trump is, like how bad Miami is, how bad everything is. No, you know, you want to find people who are going to encourage you. You know, that's why dinner parties are so important here at Brave Church. Come on, we have dinner parties happening this week. I don't know if you knew this, but dinner parties are happening this week all over the city. And and, and the reason why is we want to get you around some encouragers. We want to get you around some faith-filled people that are going to help build your faith. I've got some encouragers in my life. I've got people that, you know what, no matter what I'm going through, I can talk to them, and they just have a gift of encouragement. Come on, you need someone in your life who has a gift of encouragement. But can I tell you, if you feel like you've got nobody else, in your life, Jesus left you the ultimate encourager. He left you the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is not God out there. Come on. The Holy Spirit is God in here. You see, what I love about God and the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, God the Father and the Son are in heaven right now, but he left the Holy Spirit who is not only with us, but he is inside of us. Did you know that you have the ability to have the God of creation living inside of you? Oh, brave church, this is good news for somebody here. Because there are times where we reach our own limitations and we knew and we know that we need extra help. You see, that's called an advantage. If you're a believer here today and you have welcomed the Holy Spirit into your life, you have an advantage. We said this earlier, the Holy Spirit doesn't make you better than anyone else. The Holy Spirit makes you better than you. The Holy Spirit doesn't make me better than you. The Holy Spirit makes me better than me. 
because the Holy Spirit helps me to push past my limitations. I don't care how gifted you are. I don't care how talented you are. I don't care how handsome or beautiful you think you are. Can I tell you, you in your carnality, in your humanness has limitations. But when you have the Holy Spirit and you've welcomed the Holy Spirit into your life, you are saying, I can move past my limitations. I can move past anybody else. I can move to where God has positioned me to be in my life. You see, that's why it doesn't matter what people have declared over you. It doesn't matter what name has been called over you. It doesn't matter what people have said about you and who you are and what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. When you have the Holy Spirit welcomed in your life, you could push past any limitation. You have an advantage. Turn to somebody and say, I have an advantage. I don't know if you've ever needed an advantage. Several, several uh, months ago, I was with my family and someone had this idea to go to an escape room. You ever been to an escape room? And we went to this escape room. Basically, you're like, what is an escape room? It's where they lock you into a place, and you have to figure some some things out, puzzles, clues, and stuff out in order to get out. And you have one hour to get out of the room, and if you don't, they they open up containers of snakes and scorpions and spiders and... I'm just kidding. There's not, that does not exist. Um, but basically, like, you lose. And so we're in this room. And, and to be honest with you, like, I've got some really intelligent intellectual people in our family. Um, my, my, my brother-in-law is like an IT guy. He writes software. When he just talks about normal, average, ordinary things, he is so over my head. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, the weather. I'm like, really? And so to be honest with you, like, you know, you're not allowed to have your cell phone or anything to kind of cheat. And so we're in the escape room and everyone is scrambling, trying to figure out how to get out of the room. And I'm just like, I snuck in a bag of Doritos. And so they unlock one door and they go into another one. I sneak into the room that we just got out of and I'm just having myself a snack. So I hear them in there. They're like, David, did you find anything? I'm like, nope. I'm still looking. And they're like scrambling. We got to hurry. We got to hurry. We get to this place where we are stuck and we can't get out. For about 30 minutes, we're stuck at one place. And they tell you if you get stuck and you can't move forward, all you have to do is wave your hand in front of the camera and they'll give you a clue. They'll give you an advantage. So what we did is we went over there. We snuck. We like wave our hand and we were like shaking our hand in front of the, the camera. And they come and they put an advantage on the screen and when they give it to you it's like oh my gosh it's been there the whole time we just didn't see it can I tell you that's what the Holy Spirit does in your life you'll be living your life and you come to a place where you're like I don't know what to do from here I don't know where to go from here. I don't know what, what, what decision to make here. Can I tell you, when you invite the Holy Spirit into your life, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit activates in your life and he gives you an advantage. He shows you the way where there seemed to be no way. Come on, is anybody thankful today for the advantage? And today I want to give you three ways, three ways that God propels us, three ways that God gives us an advantage. Number one, write this down. The Holy Spirit helps us Because it's how we hear from God. The Holy Spirit helps us because it's how we hear from God. Can I tell you, God wants to speak to you on a regular basis. How many of you know that God still speaks to us today? God is not playing hide and go seek from you. He's not trying to make it difficult. God speaks to us. John 6, 63 says, the Spirit gives life. And the words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life, which means this, this book, the word of God is alive. Come on, somebody. It's the only book on the planet that's alive. That's why Hebrews 4, 12 says this, for the word of God is living and active. 
It is sharper than any double-edged sword. Come on, somebody. It penetrates. It divides the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Have you ever been in life, like you're, maybe you're praying and you're asking God. In fact, someone asked me this this week. They said, Pastor David, how do I know it's God speaking and it's not just me? You ever been there like, man, is this God or is this just my desire? Whatever you need discernment, whatever you need direction, can I tell you, the Holy Spirit, the Bible says this, it divides the spirit from the soul. The Holy Spirit divides what is false and what is real. The Holy Spirit divides what is the right way and is the wrong way. Come on, I've come here to tell you today on our last week on the Holy Spirit, we need the Holy Spirit because it's how we hear from God. Now, here's what it goes on to say. It says that it, it, it's based out of the Word of God. Can I tell you, the Word of God is the primary way that you know God's direction for your life. Someone asked me two weeks ago, they said, Pastor David, how do I know that this is God's will for my life? The first thing I said to them is this, what does God's Word say about it? And they said, well, it doesn't say specifically about my situation. And so my question was, will it contradict what God's Word says? Because you may be here and you're like, well, the issue I'm dealing with is not directly, specifically talked about in Scripture. Well, will that decision and the consequences of it cause you to contradict anything in the Word of God? It's so important to hear God's voice, y'all. Because how many of you know God is speaking, but the enemy is speaking? And how, what will determine if you win is who you turn the volume up the loudest of. Are you going to turn up the voice of God or are you going to turn up the voice of the enemy? We say, well, what does the enemy sound like? The enemy is going to tell you you're no good. You're a fake. You're a phony. You're a bad Christian. You're never going to change. Things are never going to change. You're a failure. You're a loser. But let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit comes and he speaks to us and says, let me just tell you how proud we are of you. Let me tell you how great things are in your future if you trust God. Come on, Anybody thankful today that the best is yet to come, that greater things are coming for our lives as we trust in Jesus? You see, I believe that, that when we have conflict in our minds about which direction we go, we have to go to God's word. We have to alienate the voice of the enemy, and we have to say, Holy Spirit, speak to me through your word. Now, let me just say this. I'm going to be honest for a minute. Is that okay? Um, I remember, and maybe you can identify with this, thinking that the Bible was boring. Some of you are afraid to admit that today. And you're like, oh my goodness, I'm in church. Lightning's going to strike right now where I'm at. Um, and, and that's okay to admit that because I, I remember thinking, and, and I remember when I was called in the ministry and God called me and he, 16 years old, God showed me like I was going to be doing this. and I resisted that. That's a whole nother story. I didn't want to do this. That was a whole nother story. But I remember telling God, well, God, if you want me to preach your word for the rest of my life, then you're going to have to help me like your word because it is how I go to sleep at night. Like when I can't sleep, I'll read the word of God and it helps me put me, come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody wanting to be honest? Come on, don't, come on. Don't be religious in this place today. Come on. And I remember saying, you're going to have to make the word of God come alive. And I remember it was that summer I got filled with the Holy Spirit. 
And when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden, I could not wait to get into the Word of God. I would read, I mean, it didn't matter if it was Habakkuk. Some of y'all are like, what is that? I know. Uh, Song of Songs. It didn't matter if it was the book of Mark or Romans. When I would read the Word of God, the Word of God just came alive to me. Even now to this day, can I tell you, I love the Word of God. When I read the Word of God, I can't get enough of it. Can I tell you? The Holy Spirit helps us hear from God because the Holy Spirit makes God's word come alive. I like to say it like this. When you read the Bible with the Holy Spirit, the Bible reads you. You see, we need the Holy Spirit because the word of God is powerful. Now, I'm just going to take you to the Greek and Hebrew one more time today. Come on. You okay? Because in the English language, the word word, there's only one word for word. Like, it's just word. It's just, that's it. I've realized studying scripture how boring the English language is. Like there's this one word for word, it's just word. But when you look in scripture, the word of God, that word, word, has different meanings. In fact, um, here's the first meaning for the word, word. Write this down in your notes. It's the word logos. Logos. That means it's just words written on a page. That is the, the, the word of God. But the word logos, when you're referring to it, I'm going to explain it in a second. I just want to teach you the concept. means it's just words written on a page. Nothing more important than even like reading a Stephen King novel or John Maxwell. It's just words written on a page. If you are just reading the word of God because, oh man, I have to read it because Pastor David said it. So I'm going to start in Hosea chapter 10. How prosperous Israel is. A luxurious vine loaded with, oh my gosh, I'm getting so tired, with fruit. But the richer the people get, the more pagan altars. What does this even mean? What you're doing is you're just reading the Logos word. You're just reading, because right, I'm just reading the words on the page. But there is another word that the Bible uses for the word of God when you add the Holy Spirit to your life. It's this word, write this down in your notes, it's the rainbow word of God. The rhema word of God means this, the revelation word. It's so important that we know this because when you have the Holy Spirit in your life, when you're reading the word of God, what happens is the Holy Spirit activates the word of God in your life. He reveals the principles to you in this moment. Come on, the word of God has the power to fulfill itself in your life. So now you're reading the word of God and you're reading the same verse, how prosperous Israel is. And the Holy Spirit says, man, put your name in there. How prosperous David is. A luxurious vine loaded with fruit. Thank you, God, that you're prospering my life. All of a sudden, when you hear the word of God, you're not thinking, oh, that's a good word for someone else. You're saying, no, that's the word of God for me. That's a revelation for my life. When you read Jeremiah 29, 11, I've got a plan and a future for you. When you read it with the revelation of the Holy Spirit, Come on, in your darkest moments, I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. I'm telling you, there is a revelation. The word of God comes alive. It's where you will read the word of God and you're like, I got the goosebumps and Pastor David isn't even here. It's when you're reading the word of God and tears begin to stream down your face because the word of God is alive. It is active. It is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
Yeah, yeah, it's a revelation. You say, well, pastor, help me understand this a little bit more. Listen to this. Mary in the Bible, you know Mary, the mother of Christ. An angel comes to her and says, you will have a Christ child. And she's like, no way. I'm only 17. I'm a virgin. I got a boyfriend, but we haven't been together. And there's no way this is going to happen. And she begins to have fear and insecurity. And the Holy Spirit comes to her and he goes, it's going to be fine, Mary. The Holy Spirit will help you make this happen. And then the angel says to Mary, look on the screen, if you would, Luke 137. For no word from God will ever fail. Now, now, now pause for a moment because the verse before this is when the angel came and told Mary a word and said, you're going to give birth to a child. He brought her a logos word. It created fear and insecurity. Are you with me? Come on, we're going to go deep for a minute. God understood and the angel knew Mary needs revelation. What we just dropped on her life is heavy. Teenage girl, 17, you're going to carry the Christ child? Yeah, she needs a little bit more than just an encouraging word. She needs more than just logos. She needs revelation. Yeah, it's like, it's almost the same as this. Have you ever noticed the difference when someone just, they're just saying something nice because they have to or whatever. Then when they like make you tear up because they're really hitting your heart. The angel says, no, 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 God, that she's running from me right now. She's scared. She's insecure. And then in this verse, we just read verse number 37 for no word from God will ever fail. What the angel is saying is once this word comes alive in you, the word of God is going to make sure it won't ever fail in your life, Mary. Now look at Mary's response after she received a rhema word from God. Luke 1 verse 38, the very next verse, she says this, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Let me tell you what you need in this place. What Miami needs is not just another church that preaches the word. What Miami needs is a church like Brave Church that's going to bring a revelation word that we leave here completely changed. Come on, I'm telling to someone today to let you know there is a difference in just preaching and preaching revelation because you need to understand when you feel fear and insecurity and doubt, the Holy Spirit wants to bring a word that you can look the devil in the face and say, devil, I ain't playing with you today. I'm done with you messing with my family. I'm done with you messing with me at school and at work. I've got a revelation word. Somebody say, I've got revelation. You see, that's why in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, oh my Lord, I'm preaching too heavy for the 10. I'm sweating sitting usually until the 12 come on i keep asking that god of our lord jesus christ the glorious father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better you see you and i we need to go to another place in our faith where we can know god better that's why isaiah 30 21 says whether i turn to the left or the right your ears will hear a voice behind you saying this is the way walk in it you see the holy spirit is how we hear from god you need to hear from God this week, Brave Church. In fact, I would say this. I would be scared to death to wake up tomorrow without being able to hear God speak to me. He doesn't speak to you in a loud, audible voice. 
You're not going to be driving in your car and something's going to say, turn down the radio. I'm trying to speak to you. That would be weird. If that happens, we have anointed you the new pastor of Brave Church. It's never happened to me. But it's this sense in your heart. It's in your spirit that says this is the way to go. Number two, write this down. The Holy Spirit is how we talk to God. I already told you, I already told you about reading the word of God. Can I tell you, I love the word of God. I love it. It's like something, it's like a strong suit in my life when it comes to my relationship with God. But prayer is not my strong suit. Like I've never been like, oh my goodness, I've been praying for seven hours and I didn't even notice. Like I love to pray. I pray every day. There are some people that, that are in our church, they, they're, they're intercessor prayer warriors. Like they, they pray all the time. They pray for your pastor. There are times where they'll call like a 24 or 7 like prayer and they take turns praying and they're praying for you and they're praying for our church. They're praying for what God is doing. But can I tell you, nothing has helped me more to pray than the Holy Spirit helping me to pray. So let me say it like this. When I pray in the Spirit, you see, we believe that God wants to give you a prayer language. And, and there's a lot of different thoughts about this. And I would encourage you to study the scripture to see what God speaks to you. And I would say, it's okay if you don't agree with me. It's okay. But here's what I've come to believe in my own research is that God gives you a direct line to him. It's one of the passages in Romans chapter 8, 26. It says this, in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness through wordless groans. I know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he searches our hearts. He knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance to the will of God. Can I tell you, my mind is very limited and so is yours. So let me give you an illustration. Every morning, every day, I pray for you. You're like, well, pastor, you don't know my name. You don't know what I'm going through. You're right. There's no way I can know everyone's name here at Brave Church and know your circumstance and know what you're dealing with. But did you know when I pray in the Spirit, the Bible says this, it's a perfect prayer language. So I will pray in the spirit over our congregation, people I, I may never meet here at Brave Church, people that as soon as service is over, they, I don't have a chance to because they leave out that door and I'm in the lobby and I'll never meet. But you may be here today and you've never met me personally, but can I tell you, I have prayed for you personally as I've prayed in the spirit of God. It's a perfect prayer. It, does, it never misses the bullseye. So I want you to know before you came this morning, I prayed for you specifically in the spirit because the Holy Spirit, he, he's... He helps us talk to God in an uninterrupted way. And can I tell you something? When you pray in the spirit, the devil does not understand that language. You have an advantage. You have an advantage. Because when you pray in your native tongue, whether it's Espanol or English, you're saying, God, give me. the devil's like, oh, I hear that prayer, so I'm going to go interrupt that thing. But when you pray in the spirit, the devil and the demons get nervous because they're like, oh, wait a second. That's the Holy Spirit praying through them to shift around praying for. What's happening in the supernatural? Things begin to shift around you, and the devil's confused. He doesn't even understand how. Come on. Let me give you number three. Number three. Write this down in your notes. The Holy Spirit helps us to live for God. Romans 12, 6 says this. We have different gifts according to the grace that is given to us. How does the Holy Spirit help us live for God? This third person of the Trinity. He helps us live for God by helping us to see things that we couldn't see. Can I tell you, that's what Jesus did too. 
That's the nature and characteristics of God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Anytime you see them, they're helping you to see things about yourself that you could not see. I mean, look at Jesus. He's walking on the earth, and he sees this man up in the tree. Everyone else sees a thug. Everyone else sees a robber. Everyone else sees a thief. Jesus looks up at Zacchaeus, and he goes, I see a man of God. I see a world changer. I see someone that's going to bring a change to their city. Oh, I'm so thankful for God. Who He, he sees the woman caught in the act of adultery, and they're about to stone her. Everyone else saw a woman who couldn't keep one man everyone else saw this sinful person that they felt should be drug out to the street and killed but Jesus looked at her and he says I see a woman of God I see a planet shaker a world mover a city shifter come on I'm here to tell you you need the Holy Spirit because he will show you things about yourself that you cannot see in yourself That's why 1 Corinthians 12 verse 1 says, Now about these spiritual gifts, I don't want you to be ignorant. Now let me just say this. Paul references and says spiritual gifts are not to enhance church services by making a show, by getting crazy, by swinging from the chandeliers. No, no, no. The Holy Spirit is given to us in our congregation to help us fulfill the, the great commission. In other words, there's some confusion around this because some groups, they will allow the gifts of the Spirit to hijack Sunday services and lost people are like, those people are crazy. And Paul says, that's not the gifts of the Holy Spirit so that we gather together and just, we just entertain saints. No, no, no. The Holy Spirit comes, He fills believers so that we could be effective in reaching lost people in our world. You see, the Holy Spirit helps us to live for God. 1 Peter 4.10 says this, Each of you should use whatever gift you have, whatever gift you receive, to serve other people as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So let me just say this. You know what the Holy Spirit helps you to see? You know how the Holy Spirit helps you live for God? He helps you to see the gift of the Holy Spirit in your life. Did you know you have a gift? The word grace here means this, a gifting, a talent. When he says, each of us as faithful stewards of God's gift in its various forms. You know, you have a gift. Your gift may be different than mine. Your gift may be different than your spouse's. My gift may be preaching, communicating. Your gift may be hospitality. Your gift may be generosity. Your gift may be something completely different. But here's what the Bible says. The Holy Spirit, His purpose in the local church is to reveal to you your gift to reveal to me my gift and collectively together watch this we use our gifts to serve people in our world the holy spirit's purpose is not to come and perform a show when we gather on sundays the Holy Spirit's purpose and function is that we would come into an atmosphere like this and be filled with the Holy Spirit and say, God, the gift has been activated in my life. Mm, I love that word, activated. I, I love that word because it's like, it's like a car that you have a key and the car is no good unless you put the key in the ignition and turn it. That car has been activated. When we as believers are filled with the Holy Spirit, you can't keep that gift inside of you. 
that's why I want to encourage our church to be filled with the Holy Spirit because there are people in this room, you have gifts and you have talents that you have not activated. And let me tell you something. Once the Holy Spirit puts the key in your ignition and turns it on, can I tell you, you can't sit on your gift any longer. Together, we come together and say, how can we be better and reach our city? Can I tell you, that's why the team has told you about DNA. Starts next Sunday. Can I tell you, I mean, we don't want you to go through that class because we need you to serve, honestly. We got several hundred people that serve. We're doing pretty good. It's not about that. Your life will be better when you allow your gift to be used in sync with almost 2,000 other people at Brave Church. And together, we are in sync with our gifts saying, you know what? We are on mission in unity together to serve. Let me tell you what this looks like, and then I'm going to close. This looks like a church that has doors open on a Sunday, and people who are broke, hurting, lost, destroyed, they will drive up to this property today. Let me show you what this activation looks like. They'll drive onto this property, and there are people holding signs, jumping up and down in the lobby. Welcome to Brave Church. It looks like people serving your kids back there. And can I tell you, they're not babysitting your kids while you're in here. They are instructing and training your children to be world changers. It looks like people that are serving. It looks like our youth leaders who on Wednesday nights, they're bringing revival to a generation of teenagers. It looks like people who will help you find your seat on Sunday. It looks like people that will serve you. It looks like people that showed up to prepare the coffee and the donuts just to serve you. It's when people of God are activated. In November, we're going out for Love Week and we're serving our city in probably 20 different community agencies it is the holy spirit at work in us that we come together you know what it looks like it looks like thousands of lives that have been changed through brave church over the last five years but can i tell you something i believe we've only scratched the surface of the four million people in our city who are lost and need jesus christ and it is our awesome privilege to be all that god has called us to be because here's what I believe, Brave Church. If you will get in the game, I believe that we can make a bigger difference. Let me just tell you something. I don't care about crowds. I don't care about record number attendances. I don't care about buildings. You know what we care about? We care about people. And I believe that God wants us to reach more people. But I don't believe we can do it without the Holy Spirit. I don't believe we can do it without the Holy Spirit. So with every head bowed and every eye closed today, I wonder if this could be our prayer. In Luke chapter 4, verse 19, and he says this, the Spirit of God is on me. I wonder if this could be your prayer, brave church, because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, and to release the oppressed to the first proclamation of the year of the Lord's favor. Those are great things, but the verse started with the Spirit 
of the Lord is on me. Can I tell you, church, now is the time to take our place. Now is the time to make a difference and tell our city and tell our communities, you don't have to be addicted. You don't have to be lost. You don't have to be broken. You don't have to be poor. Jesus gave his life to set us free in Jesus' name. And can I tell you, it begins with the Spirit of God living inside of us. And if we do that, I believe that we will see revival if we can take a city. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you would say, Pastor David, would you pray for me today? Can I tell you the greatest thing the Holy Spirit does is he, he creates a way for you to find God. And today, if you need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there's no better time than right now, right here. And you would say, Pastor David, would you pray for me? I need to say yes to Jesus. I need to surrender my life to Jesus. I believe that even right now, the Holy Spirit is speaking. I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to people. He's, he, he's already talking to you. He's, you sense him saying, come on, just surrender. Go all in with God. If that is you in this room on the count of three, would you just lift your hands and put it right back down? One, two, three, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many hands. Thank you. You can put them right back down. Wow, so many. Thank you. Thank you so much. Let me ask you this question. Maybe you're here today and you are a believer and you say, I just need the fire of God. I need the Holy Spirit to reignite the fire. Maybe your faith has grown stale, stagnant, cold. Can I tell you what you need is you need the power of the Holy Spirit once again in your life. And you say, Pastor, would you pray for me? I need a fresh wind, a Ruach wind to blow into my heart and give me a, a refreshing wind once more. If that's you, come on, would you lift your hands all across this room? Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Yes. Come on, let's pray this prayer. Everyone in this room, whether you raise your hand or not, would you repeat, say, Jesus, today I say yes to you. Would you forgive me of every sin? Wash me clean. I surrender to you. Today I declare I'm going all in. Use my gift. Use my gift to make a difference in people's lives. Set me on fire with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with your Holy Spirit today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Brave Church. For more information or to get in touch with us, visit us at bravemiami.com.